You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series of Let's Stay Together where we get punched in the feels by Natsuki Takaya. (laughs) (laughs) And we also talk about anime. I think that's the main series, too. (laughs) That's true, but (laughs) that's very true. (laughs) This time in particular, I felt like... I felt like it was a it was a big punch in the feels. <laughs> All right, I'm Ellen, and I'm Kayla. <laughs> if you didn't know us by now, <laughs> uh, before we start recording today, I have some announcements. The first one is really exciting, which is that we have over 200 followers on Tumblr now. I, what? Well, I know it's amazing. <laughs> it's like we keep talking, people keep listening. I think I made that joke before, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was at 199 for a little while, and I was like, one more person, come on. I, it, it was. It was at 199. And then I looked at it again. It was at 201. And I was like, what? <laughs> Tumblr, were you lying to me all this time? <laughs> anyway, it's fine. We have over, I think there's over two, there's like 210 or something now. Like it just, lately something must have happened because we were just talking about it. It seemed like every day there's like more and more people. So anyway, I don't know if you're, if you're telling your friends about this podcast or whatever, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's really nice. It just seems like it's getting some more attention right now. So As of this second, 211. Whoa. <laughs> That's right. I just told you about that per- <laughs> the username of the person who just followed us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. My favorite part, I can't remember if I said this before. I definitely know that I said it to you, but I don't think I said it on the podcast, which is that my favorite part about people following us is that I get to see everybody's usernames and they're all so funny. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> so anyway, yes, 211. It's cool. It's really exciting. So the other the other exciting announcement that I have is that I'm gonna change all the anime break titles because to the to the actual number of the episode because it was getting really annoying for me to keep track while I was planning. It's not as exciting of an announcement, <laughs> which is wanted everybody to know. So by the time this comes out, they'll all be changed. So you're listening to anime break for the episode 14 of uh, Fruits Basket 2019. <laughs> it was too behind and it was annoying. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I just so want to change that first episode to be like episode one and two. And... It's like one to three. I think <laughs> <Yeah. it'll> say. <laughs> I've already considered it. Listen, uh, I think I answered everybody's asks as of right now. There was like a bunch of asks in the in the Tumblr inbox. And I like sometimes it just takes me a little while because I answer them. I try to answer them in a way that I block all of the spoilers that people uh that people write in about which is fine like we read spoilers but for uh everybody else I'm, I'm trying to there's some like i feel like there's been a lot of people i don't know if it's like complaining but just bringing up that for a lot of people it's their first time watching this series or reading this series which is true so we try to keep it spoiler free um on the tumblr and then i tried to make sure i saw i feel like i might have written some spoilery things in like the summaries of the the things that I wrote sometimes so I'm trying to be more careful about it anyway just trying to keep it trying to be trying to be safe <laughs> for everybody <laughs> the spoiler free environment <laughs> so yeah so anyway if you've sent me an ask sorry sometimes it takes a little while <laughs> to read them <laughs> but it, it's really exciting when I get to read them and sometimes they're really people write really interesting comments uh sometimes mm-hmm. things that I still like I don't know people see this everything that people read and watch I feel like they see in such different ways but in particular, I feel like sometimes we get some really interesting comments about this series, so it's really nice. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> it's like we chose to do this podcast for a reason or something. <laughs> okay. That's all the business that I had to take care of. <laughs> so uh, 
without further ado, we'll be discussing episode 14, which was called It's a Secret. And we're going to do our spoiler-free summary and discussion, and then spoilery discussion after the music for people who want to be spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiled. Spoiled. You heard what I said. (laughs) Every time I use a word, it's on purpose. (laughs) I'm not sure that's true. I'm not the one who was talking about Ihamate's nads, okay? <laughs> You're the one who was writing about them, though. That's, that's true. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this episode, uh, it covers chapters 23 and 24 of the manga. And again, like, very few things have changed. There are some minor additions, I think. I don't think anything was really removed. Um, mm-hmm. If you want all the like the details from when we discussed the manga... You can listen to our episode 12, which is called Someday I'll Be Strong Enough That Those Memories Can't Defeat Me, which is also just as sad as this one is about to be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you cry this time, by the way? Um, I was eating popcorn and I got a little <laughs> choked up and it's kind of hard to swallow something <laughs> dry like popcorn when you're choked up. So. <laughs> this time I cried a little, just a little bit. I was like, oh, I can't remember which part it was. Um <laughs> But also, I cried a little when I was watching the end of Stranger Things, too. So, you know, <laughs> it's just been that kind of week for me, I guess. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, for this episode of Fruits Basket, <laughs> we open on a city scene with Mumiji narrating. His voice is overlaid, and he says, I don't think that there are any memories that are okay to forget. Not one. We cut into the office building where Toru works um, and where she met him that one night. We see Omiji watching from around the corner, uh, watching a blonde-haired woman interacting with a girl, and he smiles. We cut to Shigure's house, and Toru asks if it's okay that she go out on May 1st. And Shigure is like, what's up, you going out with your friends? All cheerful-like. And Toru is like, yep, it's the anniversary of my mother's passing, so we're going to visit her grave. And of course we see Shigure, Yuki, and Kyo's serious sort of concerned reactions mm-hmm. to this. Not expecting her to say that, probably. <laughs> Shigure apologizes uh, for not being able to go. And then Yuki asks if he can join as well to pay his respects to Toru's mother. And Toru smiles and thanks him and says, My mom will be very happy. And Shigure says that Kyo should go too. And Kyo doesn't say anything. He just looks kind of upset. And then we cut to a new opening theme song. There was much talk about this opening theme song. And I didn't watch this until Sunday. So like two days after this came out. And I was excited for it the whole time. But anyway, it's fine. Anyway. uh, It's cute. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about both of them. At school, Toru talks to Hana and Uo, and she has just told them that uh, Yuki is coming to the grave, but Kyo hasn't given an answer yet. They're walking down the stairs together, and they reminisce about Kyoko, Toru's mother. Kyoko would have loved to tease Kyo, Uo says, and um, we see like a imagination of Kyoko playing with Kyo's hair, calling him like orangey or whatever, carrots, and says that she's just going to eat him up. And just when he would be ready to blow up with frustration, uh, she'd pull him into a bear hug strong enough to crack his ribs, Hana adds. And in the imaginary scene of Kyoko, she hugs Kyo, and there's a poof, and then Toru thinks that would be terrible in more ways than one, of course. Oh, Toru imagining the poof. Yeah. <laughs> that was an addition, and it was great. <laughs> so, it really has been a year since your mother passed away, Hana says, and the three stop on the stairs. But it feels like she could still pop out of nowhere, grinning and saying, whoops, I'm sorry about that. Toru smiles, melancholy smile, and Uo apologizes for being a downer. That's just how great Kyoko was, Uo says. We see Kyoko in the past, her long hair flowing on a motorcycle, in a jacket emblazoned with a red butterfly. The legend of the crimson butterfly of Route 7 will never be forgotten, Uo says, and the Toru chuckles. 
out of nowhere, Luigi appears and asks that Toru hide him. He's playing cops and robbers with some of the kids, and it turns out that he's the robber. Another kid appears and yells, it's no use hiding, and then chases after Momiji. Uh, Momiji runs off and yells back, you've worked today, right? I'll see you then. <laughs> Quite concerned, looking after him, Toru tells him to watch where he's running. Uo wonders which of Momiji's parents is German. Now that I think about it, I rarely hear about any of Soma speak about their parents, Toru thinks. Then she remembers Yuki at the onsen saying that he never laughed like that, even in front of his parents. Momiji runs by again, and Toru slowly wanders after, telling him to be careful again and worrying over him as the kids run back and forth, like as Momiji gets chased by the kid back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uo and Hana have stayed on the stairs, and Hana says, Toru Kuna's worked so hard, don't you think? For her to become as cheerful as she is now, she must have had to berate herself constantly for the moments of discouragement. If Toru Kun were to die, I'm not sure that I could smile that way a year out. I might wish that I could forget we even met. And then we see a black and white curtain that we know to be a symbol associated with funerals from earlier, from my education moment earlier. <laughs> At Ruffles, we see Toru behind the curtain, her head in her hands. Toru Kun has worked so hard. Later that night at the office building, Momiji helps Toru with the trash, and Toru asks which of his parents is German. Muti, he says, which means his mom. Momiji whips out a photo to show Toru, of course, um, who freaks out at how pretty she is and thinks about how Momiji really resembles her. Momiji explains that his father is a Soma and that his parents met in college and got married. I'm not sure how he managed to attract such a pretty person, Momiji says, which is a (laughs) sick burn. (laughs) I was like, whoa, harsh. Anyway, it's funny. He explains that he has a little sister named Momo, too, who isn't possessed by Zodiac spirit. And she's in second grade, and she's so spoiled, and she follows her mother around like a baby chick, and she's not good at speaking Japanese, and she's super cute. And then he smiles, a huge smile, and Toru smiles, too. And then Momiji goes on to explain that they usually come and pick up his father from work. So you can go home together, Toru says. Yeah, it'd be wonderful if I could, but Mama doesn't know about me, Momiji says. And then we make our hard left turn into the sadness part of this episode. (laughs) Toru's like, huh? And Momiji walks away. Momiji-chan, we hear, isn't that you, Momiji-chan? So Momiji's mother and sister have shown up in the hallway behind Toru. What are you doing in a place like this so late, she asks. And Toru turns, aghast, still holding the photo that Momiji gave her. And Momiji chuckles and explains that his friend works here part-time and he just came to hang out. And Momo runs over and grabs her mother from behind because Momiji's mom walked to her. Momiji's mother scolds him and is like, this isn't a playground, you know. And Momiji apologizes. Won't your mother be worried if you get back so late? She asks. Momiji says he's going home now. That's good, she says. Don't take any detours. And then Momiji's mother and Momo leave to go get his father. Momiji's mother thanks Toru for her work as she passes. And as they walk away, Momo looks back at Momiji, and Toru watches after them, still a bit taken aback. Ngluk, Momiji says. See, I learned how to pronounce it this time because I can hear her say it. <laughs> Today's not my day. She saw me, he says, running his hand over the vending machine and then spinning dramatically. I'll have to apologize to Papa later. Momiji-kun, Toru says, as he crosses his arms behind his back and looks down. Yep, Mama doesn't know about me. She forgot. Her memories were erased. Mama thinks I'm a kid from another Soma family, he explains. And he goes on to say that children that are possessed by the Zodiac spirits are born two months early. You find someone you love... Get married and have a child together, but then your child becomes a strange baby animal when you embrace it. I wonder how devastating that must be for a mother, he says. He looks out the window away from Toru and continues to explain that mothers of Zodiac children usually become overprotective or reject their children completely. Mama rejected me, he says. We cut to Momiji's mother, laying curled up in a darkened room, and we can see rain pouring outside. Like, you can see, like, there's a texture in the light on the floor. Momiji's narration continues... Her whole body rejected me. 
She tried not to look at me, but even so, she was always on edge and hysterical. Thinking about it now, I realize she was emotionally broken like Kana. And then we pan over Momiji's mother. She's wearing a nightgown, and her arms are covered in bandages. And just above her head on the floor lies a pair of scissors. Momiji's mother looks up at the scissors. She picks them up and sits up. And then she raises the scissors over her head and then plunges them into her body. And then we cut to black. And I gasped out loud when I saw <laughs> it. I couldn't. I was like, uh, uh what? <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. From black. We fade into a darkened hospital, and you can see there's a light in the background that says surgery. It's like surgery in progress. A young-looking Momiji stands. He looks really young, like maybe three or four, like he looks like a little, little, little kid. His father hugs him tight, kneeling, and says, Momiji, Mama might not make it, but they say she might get better if she forgets about you. It'll probably be extremely painful for you, but I'll love you that much more to make up for it. If you love Mama like I do... Can we do this to save her? And baby Momiji closes his eyes and we fade to black again. And we cut to baby Momiji again looking around a corner in a wee sailor suit, looking <laughs> as adorable as he does today, frankly. Hattori and Momiji's mother sit together. Hattori asks, are you really sure you want to forget that you won't regret it? And we zoom in on Momiji's mother's face, sort of crazed looking, eyes wide. Momiji's mother says, her voice breaking, my biggest regret in life... <laughs> was giving birth to that creature. And then we cut it on Baby Momiji's sad and shocked face and fade to black again. In the present, Momiji continues, and so I was erased from Mama's memories. And they're still looking out the window. Momiji sees his parents and sister walking together. Mama got better quickly. She was able to smile again after two months. And then we see Toru join him at the window and she's crying. I wonder if I was able to save Mama, Momiji says, sliding down to sit on the floor. He's watching over her all this time, Toru thinks secretly and from afar so that he wouldn't be seen. I bet that time when I first met him he had come to see his mother, and she remembers that time which was also the same time that was shown at the beginning of the episode, where he's like wearing red and he was wearing his sunglasses when Toru saw him. Toru sobs. But I've decided, Momiji says, I've decided to live my life burying all my memories. Even if they're sad memories, memories that only hurt me, memories that I sometimes wish I could forget. Toru looks at him and then we cut to her memory. Toru runs down a hallway, then slides open a door to a darkened room. She hesitates at the door and then drops her bag. Momiji's narration continues, If I can bear and face those memories, and work hard to accept them, and we cut back to Toru's memory, inside the room, she kneels beside the bed. We zoom in close to her and see that it's her mother, face covered in the bed. Toru sobs into the sheets. One day, Momiji's narration continues, I believe we can. I can become someone who isn't defeated by those memories. I want to believe I can. I want to believe that there isn't a single memory that's okay to forget. In the present, Toru looks down at the photo of Momiji's mother and tears fall. The truth is that I didn't want Mama to forget about me. I wanted her to try her best for me, but that's my own selfish wish, Momiji says. So, that's a secret. Toru cries and hugs him, and the poof cloud appears and reveals her holding a uh, bunny Momiji. Yes, me too, she says as she cries. I believe that too. I want to embrace all of my memories and keep believing that, Toru thinks, as we pan out. At Shigure's house, Kyo finds Yuki in the hallway. Hey, Kyo says, I'll be going to visit the grave. And we see Yuki, Yuki's reaction. He's un completely unfazed, of course. <laughs> Toru's narration is overlaid, so that I won't be defeated. And then we see Momiji and Toru in the same position on the floor, smiling now. Kind of looking a little relieved, I guess, at their... <laughs> bonding <laughs> catharsis yes 
This is the, the definition of catharsis. <laughs> so that I won't be defeated, so that someday I'll go even further and consider those memories precious, Toru thinks. So we fade out and in again to a temple, and we can see, you can see like up on the hill in the background, the graveyard. Yuki, Toru, and Kyo walk together. Yuki comments on how nice the weather is, and Toru said that it might be because her mom is so happy that everyone is coming to visit her. Toru looks at Kyo, who looks grumpy, and then her eyes are wide with concern, but Uo calls to her and distracts her. And we pan up to Uo and Hana. Hana is wearing a long, like, frilly-looking black dress, and Uo wears a long, dark coat. And of course, Kyo stops and yells at them, What the heck are you- why the heck are you dressed like that? What's wrong with it? Uo says. I thought it might be too plain, Hana says, and Kyo is like, That's not what I meant! <laughs> Uotani-san, Yuki asks, Is that a biker gang jacket? Oh, it sounds like someone knows his stuff, Uo says. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the jacket was Kyoko's uh, before she gave it to Uo. The esteemed coat of the Crimson Butterfly. Toru explains that Crimson Butterfly was her mom's nickname for when she was in a gang. I love Toru casually and cheerfully using like <laughs> gang lingo, too. It's like, yeah, when she was like active or she whatever. Was active or whatever. And Yuki and Kyo were like active. No, like active in what? what? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> but I like how y- Yuki's like, is that a a gang jacket Uotani-san and like the cutest like <laughs> oh so proper and Uo's like oh somebody knows a thing which is great <laughs> when they get to the grave uh, it seems like it's already been cleaned by Toru's grandfather who also left Kyoko's favorite food which is some kind of mochi I forget what it's called it's wrapped in an oak leaf <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> Kyo asks if her grandfather's related to her mother or her dad and she says that Toru says that it's her dad's dad Uo also adds that Kyoko was estranged from her parents. And Yuki asks what happened to Toru's father as well, and she explains that he got a cold and developed fatal complications, all while smiling, still. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very young and doesn't really remember it well. Yuki remembers, of course, when he had a cold a few episodes ago and thinks, well, that's why she was so worried back then. So finally it was revealed. If you wondered why Toru freaked out when he had a cold and you hadn't read the series or seen it before, that's why. <laughs> Toru, Hana, and Uo start setting up things at the grave, like they set up, they go to clean it and set up flowers or whatever. And Yuki stands back and thinks, her father died and her mother, how can she still smile and be cheerful instead of radiating despair? Yuki remembers the day of the accident, because of course he was in her class. The kids are all in class, their homeroom teacher slides open the door and asks for Toru, and they speak quickly in the hall. Toru looks surprised and they both run off, and Uo and Hana of course jump up and run out after her. Yuki thinks, at that time, I remember vaguely thinking that maybe one of her relatives was in an accident. I was only vaguely aware of the person called Toru Honda, but now we live in the same house and she's always close by. And Toru calls to Yuki um, to look at the flowers that they brought, that which are pretty, she says, and he smiles. And we see Kyo walking off behind him in the background. Um, while Toru, Yuki, and Kyo struggle to arrange the flowers at the grave, Hana walks over to Kyo. Hanajima, Kyo says, can you uh, see ghosts and stuff? Of course I can't, she says. I have no spiritual power. And then Kyo is like, but you're Denpa. And she cuts him off and is like, Denpa and spiritual powers are completely different. Don't get them confused. Denpa are like thoughts. They present like words that come directly into the brain rather than the ears. And Kyo is like, I don't need the explanation. But, you know, he kind of asked for it. And the dub, he's like, I already regret asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he say that? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Hana wants to know why he's asking so suddenly. No reason, he says. Of course. Hana explains that living people's waves are the strongest, and the waves of the dead are probably very weak, so they are drowned out by the stronger thoughts of living humans around them, which is interesting. Right now, Hana says, your waves are screaming. Why do you feel such regret in this graveyard? And Kyo looks at her, scared. The wind blows, and he turns to face her. It's chaos, she says. But any further interaction between them is interrupted by Toru. Toru asks if something is wrong, and Kyo denies it. Also, of course. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
Is that so? Then please come over here, she says, and she grabs Kyo's arm and drags him over to where they've laid out a picnic in front of the grave. And Kyo is like, what? Don't picnic in a cemetery. And Uo is like, whatever. Kyoko would be happier if we were rowdy. And Kyo is like, well, what happens if the priest sees us? And Uo is like, we'll just apologize. She is like, they're like, chill. <laughs> She's like, just sit down. And he's like, fine. And then Toru gives him some food and he kind of like pokes at it, but doesn't eat it. <laughs> Yuki asks if Uo and Hana were close to Tori's mother, and Uo says that Kyoko was good to them. She was a legend, so Uo looked up to her but even before they met as well. And then Uo continues to explain things, and Toru looks over at the grave and smiles, and you can see Kyo and Hana in the background um, looking over as well. Later in the evening, around dusk, Toru, Yuki, and Kyo take off toward home, and Uo waves them off. You know what, she says, lately those three seem better and better together. The prince is more willing to speak his mind, and Kyo seems to care about Toru, whatever he says. Maybe someday he'll confess his love for her. Oh my, Saki says. That wouldn't do. I wouldn't allow for a relationship with Torukun so easily. And Uo was like, what are you, the mother-in-law? Or if you're watching the dub, didn't she say, like, what are you, the the dad or something? Yeah, <laughs> it was a little like overprotective dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was half joking, Hana says. So you were half serious, Uo says. Um, Hana starts walking off and she says that Yuki and Kyo continue to exude confusion and chaos. And the reason isn't clear, but their minds are ruled by dark, troubled thoughts. All people have those thoughts, but those two are especially plagued by them. As long as they're like this, they probably don't have the capacity for a romantic relationship. And, she adds, I want to add that those two seem especially dense in that area. Well, Toru is too, Uo says. But then sometimes feelings bloom before you know it. Hana is like, that wouldn't do. Just thinking about Toru-kun getting married brings tears to my eyes. And Uo is like, it's too early to be thinking about that. <laughs> Back at Shikuri's house, Toru's made herself some tea and is enjoying it on the porch. She thinks that the grave visit was fun, and was she's glad that she could introduce Kyo and Yuki to her mother. Mom, she thinks, those two are always helping me out. I hope you can meet Shigeru-san someday as well. And then she remembers earlier at the grave, and you can see behind her, the gang are all praying, I guess. Like, their hands are clasped. Listen, I don't know that much about Buddhism. However, <laughs> they all seem to be, like, praying. And then Kyo is standing awkwardly, and we zoom in on him, and he's kind of looking away. Mom, Toru says, I'm enjoying every day living with people in this house, so you can watch over me without worrying. Uh, later, Kyo comes and finds Toru asleep on the porch, and he kneels down to wake her up, saying that she'll catch a cold. And she rolls over and laughs without waking up. She sleeps like a kid, he says, and he sits down, grumpily. Hey, he says, and he leans down. Upstairs, the wind blows. The wind has blown some papers out of Toru's room, and Yuki goes to pick them up. And then he looks into her room and he sees the hat on the floor. Hats on his back, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Yuki reacts with shock, and then we see little Toru running up to her mom wearing the hat, and the hat falls off her head as we transition back to the present, and we see Yuki still in the background, shocked. The papers blow, and then we transition back to downstairs. Kyo is still leaning over Toru, and he gets close to her ear and whispers, I'm sorry. And then we cut to credits, which is the new ending theme. It was like a hard cut. He says, I'm sorry, <laughs> and then it's like straight into the new credits. Is it really quiet too? I can barely hear it. Yeah, it's very quiet. It's like almost everything that he said. He either screamed or whispered in this episode. <laughs> Yay. So Yay. <laughs> the first note that I wrote is holy shit. <laughs> I well, I have so many things to talk to you about. Um <laughs> so I just want to get into it. <laughs> Listen. Okay. <laughs> I By just, all means. Okay, good. <laughs> I wasn't asking for permission. I mean <laughs> So well, I gave it anyway. All right, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, can we talk about how chilling all the scenes with Momiji's mother are? I remember when we 
discussed the chapters, we were like, it seems like there's some like implications of self-harm or suicide attempts. Oh, yeah. uh, they're, they're not implications anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> when she looks up and sees the scissors, I was like, no, 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 no. And then when she stabs herself, I was like, oh, like, no, it's just yeah. awful. And it oh. kind of seemed like she was like stabbing herself in the womb. She definitely stabbed herself like in yeah. the gut. Yeah. I watched it really slowly and it, the animation actually stops before she stabs herself so mm-hmm. um it's hard to tell but yeah it could have been mm-hmm. and then i was like and they cut to the scene at the hospital and i was like i wonder if that's like an operating room light which it was i translated mm-hmm. it so i was like oh like she did something really bad like i don't know like why would you need to be in a operating room anyway it's just it seemed really really bad even worse than in the manga yeah Ooh, yeah that was heavy mm-hmm <laughs> Oh yeah, my note says the stabbing scene is added. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> subtext has become text. Yes. The subtext is definitely text. Although she looks the same. The whole scene leading up to it was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but in the manga, it's just like she's just laying on the floor bandaged. Like there's no mm-hmm. there are no scissors. There's no stabbing scene. So Yeah. That was interesting and intense. Yeah, I think it just added to her desperation, right? Mm-hmm. And then um the scene where uh, where she talks to Tori and Momiji sees and like uh, and she's like oh I, I like I wish I'd never given birth to that thing or whatever she says mm-hmm. so harshly I watched both the dub and the sub but in the sub the way the voice actress acted it was like so chilling mm-hmm. like she um, she like says half of the line and then like takes this really shaky like deep breath and then also like a lot of the sound and then says the rest of the line also the sound in a lot of this part is really interesting because there's like nothing in like that whole that whole scene and then i think most of the when she when momiji's mother shows up in the office and starts talking to him there's like no background music which mm-hmm. i think makes it even more eerie actually yeah like there's a lot of really really nice background music in this episode but when there's nothing it stands out even more i feel like mm-hmm. I, I i listened to both the, like i said i watched both the dub and the sub and i thought like momiji's german accent in the dub might be make it like really corny or something but it was just as good i felt mm-hmm. yeah there's a, a line in the dub that really got to me that wasn't in the sub when he's talking about how like he like secretly wanted her to you know not mm-hmm. forget and try he says to try and love me yes yeah she he's in the at least in the subtitles it says like i wouldn't i wanted her to try or something Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the dub, he said, I wanted her to try and love me, but she couldn't or whatever. Yeah. Some of the lines in the dub, I think, were more... I mean, I think sometimes they just make things a little more explicit, I guess. But mm-hmm. in that case, it's like, oh, it really gets you in the yeah, feels. Yeah, but just, you know, just hearing a, a, a kid essentially talk about his mother and saying, I wanted her to try and love me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. And then call himself selfish for wanting that. that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Um, there is, I have, not a complaint, but I thought it was interesting how in the, in the Tokyo Pop version of the manga, so in the scene with the Tori where she says, I wish I'd never given birth to that creature or something, mm-hmm. I think like in the, in the Tokyo Pop translation it said, I wish that creature had never come out of my body or something mm-hmm. like that. So I actually like did some digging in the um, Japanese version and stuff. And like what she says in the, in the script and what she says is the same thing that was in the original manga and I actually think that translation is better because she uses like a different verb that's not the same as give birth it's like she uses a different verb she says like came out of my body literally mm-hmm. not that I gave birth to that thing I guess yeah it sounds like she's like more distancing herself exactly from it. exactly yeah 
So actually, I feel like that adds to the that scene, and it wasn't translated that way in the sub or the dub. So mm-hmm. it's a it's just a note that I thought was interesting. I don't have complaints. Yeah. <laughs> I can't complain about the series. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know. I wish that it said that it would have added more to it. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also all that stuff with Momiji's mom that was so intense was in the first like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like I think by ten minutes she's talking to Hattori. So I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Also during this episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's quite an intense one. So I remember uh, last week when we were talking about whether this episode was going to do just Momiji or also include the graveyard visit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, we're like, I don't know, because they're kind of thematically linked, but they're not really like directly linked. Mm-hmm. I liked how they, they kind of expanded like Toru's like flashbacks of her yeah. mother mother's death to kind of connect them. And I thought that worked really well to kind of yes. meld the two stories together. Yes. That scene is, um, that scene, the scenes where she's like running down the hall and seeing her mother in the room and then, crying on her mother's body that's like Mm. a half it's like a quarter of a side of a page in the manga like it's just a tiny tiny sliver of a panel and like i think i don't know i probably just said like it looks like toru i think when we talked about this in the manga i was like it looks like toru and her bag falls and she sees something or whatever i can't remember what it was like i probably talked about it more vaguely but yeah they expanded that scene and i thought that was a really good choice Mm -hmm. i think it it ties like you can you can clearly understand i think from the manga that she's talking about the memories that are painful for her especially for mother mm-hmm. i think it's made it more explicit which was nicer yeah it yeah. worked well to to tie it in so it didn't feel like two different storylines jammed together in the one episode it felt like a more cohesive yeah. thing and those scenes are also like really touching as well like it's really um it's just heartbreaking to see like a teenager seeing her mom dead in the hospital mm-hmm. like it's crazy so yeah, I just both of them are so young. The scenes are really emotional and they're acted very well and I think portrayed really nicely. And it's real sad, really mm-hmm. sad. We also, um, I guess as a side note, if you remember back to episode seven, which was, I'm sure you remember what happened in episode seven. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the episode where Tori visits the, where we learned about Hattori's backstory where Hattori wonders, there's a scene where Hattori wonders, um, like, is this my punishment? Like, being, being, having to erase Kana's memories, is this my punishment for having to erase other people's memories? And then we saw Yuki in his flashback, and then also Momiji. So now we know why Momiji, I think, was, was shown there. Um, so mm-hmm. that was foreshadowed. This relationship that they have, that he erased Momiji's mother's memories, was foreshadowed in that episode. So now we've delivered on that. Now we know why he was there. So, other things that happened. <laughs> this whole second half of the episode, of course, focuses on on going to visit. It's the anniversary of Toru's mother's death, and so they go to visit her grave. And I there's a couple of notes that I have to say about visiting the grave. One is, like, it's interesting how Kyo and Yuki are nervous about standing out so much. I think when we talked about this before, we were like, oh, they're nervous about having a picnic in front of a grave because it's weird. But really, I think, like, they make some comments, or maybe it's just the way the subtitles are written, that are, like, when they talk about Uo and Hana's outfits, they're like, those two stand out like a sore thumb. Sore thumb. And they're worried about getting in trouble, and they're worried about, like, making a fuss. And I think it was kind of interesting how... It reminded me of the two episodes ago, I guess, when Omiji and Haru started at school, and they were, like... Um, Omiji's like, I'm playing it cool at school, and then Kyo's like, how are you going to be playing it cool when you're wearing an outfit like that? Because he... Maybe because... 
he has uh, maybe because he's like I don't know kind of making a uh standing out a lot I don't know how to describe it I feel mm-hmm. like there's something about not just Kyo and Yuki but but especially Kyo and Yuki where they are really uncomfortable drawing attention to themselves mm-hmm. I feel like it's actually come up a lot and these are just a couple of things it's something I never really thought about before and I feel like you know maybe it's because not because of the curse or maybe because they're it's part of being cursed where they don't want to draw attention to themselves mm-hmm. just a thought a passing thought yeah i just felt like this time because of a couple of things that they said it made me feel like that was more how they were feeling rather than like maybe in addition to what we talked about before i guess some other mm-hmm. things so whereas like uh uo and toru and hana they're like the opposite like they don't really care <laughs> about yeah. not being the same as everybody else or not not standing out or whatever you know like they wanted to do what they thought Kyoko would want to do they want to do what they feel like is right for the people they care about I think that comes through in a little other things but I just thought it was an interesting thing that was touched on by some of the other dialogue that was maybe represented in a slightly different way in the anime this time mm-hmm. at the grave we also learned more about Hana's Dempa which I like yep. to just point more out more than Kyo wanted to know <laughs> yeah definitely more than he asked for that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we learned that that Dempa are like uh, thoughts that come directly to your head rather than your ears, she said. So I guess she can kind of understand them on like an intrinsic level. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, the thoughts of the living, I guess, perhaps drown out the thoughts of the dead if they, or the waves of the Dempa of the dead. So maybe they have waves as well. And of course, she can't see ghosts, we learned. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't do extra good at tests and she doesn't see ghosts and nobody should get those things confused. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other things to say about the grave? So Kyo actually takes some food this time compared to the uh, longer version of the scene. Yes, he did. There was a... actually a really cute little background scene where they're like handing him the food and the chopsticks. And yeah. He, kind of takes them. he pokes at it. I don't know if he ate yeah. it. <laughs> Toru's like, like, what do you he's want? He's like, what do you want? He's like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, at least he takes it this time. Instead, yeah. he was just like. I'm not hungry or whatever in the manga, and mm-hmm. he just like sat to the back to back to them or whatever, mm-hmm. just like he when he they were playing badminton, he just like sat on the ground, <laughs> or whatever, yeah. refuses to be invited to things. I thought that was an interesting choice too, also mm-hmm. a very minor but interesting choice. He was rocking some uh, off-brand Adidas uh, <laughs> <laughs> logos. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> He's worn other things like in earlier episodes that have are other like kind of off-brand Adidas looking things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course, that's his choice to wear to a grave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Uo and Hana. I mean, Hana's wearing a dress. Toru's wearing a dress. Yuki's wearing a sweater. Mm-hmm. And then Uo's wearing her, like, gang jacket. But that was something that belonged to the person who's deceased. Mm-hmm. And then Kyo is wearing a track jacket. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He's like, this is the only black thing I own that isn't a t-shirt. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. So, can we move on to the house? <laughs> sure. The scene at the house. So, of course, like I said, hat's on his back. So <laughs> if you forgot about the hat, the hat's back. Yeah. And I thought... I it's a slightly more expanded scene, scene of it than uh, we got in the manga. Yeah, like in the manga, I think it was kind of the same thing. It's just static, so it is. It's short. Mm-hmm. it feels shorter and it doesn't feel as connected. Yeah. It just feels like there's a little more focus on it. Yes. <laughs> when we were in the manga, it was like... And then we see Yuki looking at the hat. And then there's mm-hmm. a scene of Toru... And her mother, or whatever, like as if I can't remember what I actually said, but I don't think I proposed for them to be connected. 
But I think mm-hmm. this makes them very clearly connected. This the yeah. way that it's animated. Like he clearly remembers that incident. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not clear like why or whatever. He remembers the hat. He remembers, and he wasn't there when Toru was talking about it. Like he was out of earshot, so it's not like he heard mm-hmm. about it before, unless he can just like yeah. hear through the walls psychically. <laughs> um, um, Little but... rats living in the walls told him about it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he he clearly recognizes the hat. I think that once we can establish from the scene that we saw earlier, and he was kind of surprised or taken aback, like he looked pretty shocked. I think when he saw it, mm-hmm. so maybe he didn't know that it was Toru or whatever, or maybe he doesn't remember. I don't know, whatever. But I think it's clear that he recognizes it. Um, and then of course we cut downstairs to where the most adorable and and sad uh, combined like ship teasing scene is happening <laughs> between Kyo and Toru. <laughs> Where she falls asleep. They made it look way more like a kiss. A kiss, kiss in the yes. anime than in the manga. Yeah, they did. Because he kind of like leans over, but just like the way that it's animated, he gets really, really close to her. Yeah. And then he whispers super quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some other like Kyotoru ship teasing in this episode. I feel like we've been getting a lot of Yuki Toru ship teasing, and now we got to balance it out, right? Yeah. So, like, for example, Momiji is like, oh, so you keep coming to pick you up again? You know, Kyo could. He's so stubborn or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's shift teasing, but <laughs> it kind of felt like it the way that he teases Kyo, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, the scene where Toru, like, grabs Kyo and drags him back to the picnic. I felt like. Mm-hmm. Or she grabs his arm. And then the obvious one where Uo is like, Kyo seems to care about her more or something. Or, like, mm-hmm. maybe one day he'll confess that he loves her or something like that. Yeah, which is a I wonder if that was like a, a translation difference because, like in the manga, she said like if one of them will, like confess their love to her. Yeah, and I think in the sub it also kind of went that for the dub it kind of went in the like one of them oh, direction right. as well. I can't remember exactly, but I feel like it was more vague than. The subtitle clearly says Kyo, so either someone at the subtitle team ships Kyo, <laughs> ships Kyo yeah. and Toru, or like, or they picked one. Yeah. Well, it says, like, she's talking about Kyo, and then she says he might confess. Yeah. I don't remember if it said the two of them. I'd have to look at the, like, Japanese one to see what it said. But it might have said the two of them, or it might have said, like, I wonder if he will confess or something like that, something vague. But Yeah. I know the the Tokyo Pop translation said one of them may confess. Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, listen, we've got that, like, we've had that extra scene of Yuki and Toru's hands, like, close together in the mm-hmm. in the credits for too long. <laughs> just, yeah. You just have to balance it out. <laughs> yeah. And keep the ship wars, or alternatively, the OT3 shippers happy. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Or we Both should... valid. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the opening and end themes? Because we sure. can transition to that. Okay. So... I want to talk about the round seahorse. So rotund. <laughs> <laughs> I yes speaking of the ending and the end theme of course we can transition to talk about the the end the two the opening and ending the new opening and ending mm-hmm. so of course it was confirmed that this uh season is going to be 25 episodes long finally and they added it's a new uh set of opening and end themes so yes of course in one step closer which was the um the end theme the, there's all the zodiac animals and the the seahorses there and he's like super Oh, super inflated. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. They're they're made like I don't know if they actually are, but they're made to look like little like clay figures and stuff. Yeah, they do look so. like that. I was trying to figure out how to describe it earlier. Mm-hmm. I think clay figures is a good way to describe yeah. it. Sort of like claymation without the nation. <laughs> without the nation. Static <laughs> clay. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's cute how it, like, transitions through the seasons. So it starts off in, like, spring, and then it kind of goes to summer, and then fall. Like, when it gets to, uh, like, Omiji and Kagura, it's fall. And then mm-hmm. with the monkey, it's it's winter or whatever at mm-hmm. the end. So, yeah, it was very charming. Yeah. It was cute. And then the, um, and nice and chill. And then the first, the opening theme song is, is the song is called Chime by Ayotsuka. And, like, it was, um... Everybody basically everybody's looking up at the cloudy sky and like throwing their umbrellas and it was kind of like an upbeat, sort of like poppy mm-hmm. opening. I feel like, yeah, it's cute. Um, I like it better than the first opening. Oh yeah, do you? Yeah, I like more upbeat openings. Okay. You know, I was talking about how the opening of the first the first opening kind of felt like an ending. Yeah, it like, does. It was just kind of long lingering shots without a ton of animation, which yeah. you usually see for endings. It's true. Uh, yeah they're both cute but i like this one a little better they're both real chill the first two were both really really chill this is the upbeat one that you were looking for all this time <laughs> i was like oh it's kind of fast <laughs> the song is really cute though they always put like a good chunk of their animation budget into the opening so i'm like you might as well make it all upbeat and... it's true there's a lot of umbrellas flashy going. yeah yes um i was trying to find lyrics <clears throat> for this but i haven't found lyrics for both of them yet and they didn't include uh because they didn't include subtitles yet so Maybe we'll wait for some subtitles to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's everything I have to say that's not spoilery. <laughs> it's exciting that we got... Because the first the first 2001 anime, Furuba, only had the one opening and ending, which were both good. But it's nice that we get more. I feel like this makes me feel like we're getting the full anime treatment that we deserved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> makes it feel like a serious anime when you get more than one opening and end theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean, you know? <laughs> So next anime break, we'll be talking about episode 15, and uh, there'll be spoilery discussion after we play some music. Thank you all for listening. I told you a bunch of times recently to like leave reviews and follow us and send us notes and crap, so I won't bore you with that again. We'll just we'll get into the... We keep doing it. Please keep doing it, but you know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for this time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. time the first thing that i have to say is that mine's in the credits did you see in the yeah, opening I credits i was like oh mine and then <laughs> i was just excited yeah and like she and ayama have like super frilly umbrellas of course they do what of course they're of course all of their umbrellas are like you know based off of their characters right yeah like haru's is like clear with like black and white yeah yeah it was very charming i think when Miji's had a little bunny on it or something of course mm-hmm. Yeah, very cute. Then we saw Ritsu not just as a monkey, also. Yep. Which was also cute. But then yeah, all the other... We got a little bit more of uh, Kisa and Hiro. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like they were... I guess they were there, they were just asleep. But I think this time... Yeah. Well, they were in the ending, asleep. Yeah. And in the opening, just as their animal forms. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a little more of a, a better look at them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we got a better... A, an, another animation of uh, Hiro and Kisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start with spoiler stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like they we got a little bit more of uh, Momo sharing curiosity in Momiji because yes. she was like watching him walk away for a second, really obviously. Yeah, for a second I thought that that was added, and then I went back and looked, and it's just like also one panel that was extended. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she clearly looks back. It's at a little more. Head. Yeah, it's just another thing that got a little more focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. I liked it too. I hope they had a that part later where Momo helps Toru like break into the main house, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I hope someone takes it and like puts the Mission Impossible theme over it. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. I mean, <laughs> I thought the um, 
the scene where Kyo is like not praying or whatever at the grave is incredibly conspicuous. And I felt mm-hmm. that I had to talk about it in the non-spoilers because it was so conspicuous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course, it alludes yeah. to his awkwardness. It's another tack on to all his awkwardness around Kyoko. Another thing that got more emphasized because that's Adam like actually walking he away fully from the away. Grave. Yeah. Far, far and away. Hana follows him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hana knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that, that boy sure is guilty. <laughs> Followed him. Oh, well, and of course, like, there's a hat. Yeah, I think they just, like, made some things that were really spoilery in the first, when we read this in the manga, like, less spoilery because they reveal more of it. Like, they, like, how clearly it's, t- like, I'm sure the first time we talked about the hat and Yuki, but it's very clearly that he remembers it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think they're just like since they know what's gonna be happening, they're able to emphasize the foreshadowing a little more. Mm-hmm. Then I think the first anime, they're like, I don't know what this is about, so we're just gonna cut it. So. <laughs> Forget the hat. <laughs> yeah. We don't need hats on. <laughs> it's a main character. Yeah. I wonder who's gonna voice hats on in the dub. <laughs> uh, like the guy that played the lemur in Madagascar. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Hold on, wait. <laughs> I was just like, who'd be funny to say? <laughs> I was going to say, like, the guy who voices all the video game protagonists, but I can't think of his name right now. Um... <laughs> Nolan North. That's the joke I was going to make. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, apparently it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Well, I should have known that. <laughs> so him. He can play that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Now I just want to do a cut of the series where every time the hat is on screen, it starts playing. I like to move it. Move it. <laughs> I thought you could be like I'm bored at or something. Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have any other spoilers. I guess like the only other spoiler, of course, is like it's also <clears throat> there's really strong Kyoto ship teasing in this. Mm-hmm. I also felt like I could not comment about it. Like it was comment mm-hmm. being. I think I swear he was. She was like. Uh, one day Kyo tell her that he loves her or something like that, but or whatever. It's tied into the same comment about him, and he doesn't say one day one of them will tell her. Yeah. So. The subtitle had said she's like made the comment about Kyo and then said one day he will yeah. he might confess or whatever. But I remember in the in the manga it was deliberately said like one one of them may end up confessing his feelings or something. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to watch that part again and see what it says. But in the dub, I think it was also, they made it vague again. I think so. Listen, delivered ship teasing. That's all I'm trying to say. Or like (laughs) ship spoiling. (laughs) In this case, it's not a tease. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess that's it for spoilers then. (laughs) (laughs) Just the the voice of the hat will be played by Sasha Baron Cohen. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's the biggest spoiler of all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there'll be rumors going around like when uh which one of them was it that said that there was going to be 63 episodes of the anime was it eric vale or was it one of the other yeah actors? He, was <laughs> he was like yeah totally and then like three weeks later he was like just kidding i take it back i had no idea what i was talking about <laughs> so soon they'll, i'll be all over twitter being like they said sasha baron Cohen is gonna play the voice <laughs> of the hat <laughs> all right that's enough talk about this <laughs> thank you all for listening we will see you next time for episode uh whatever 15 <laughs> next one math <laughs> we'll see you next time for a discussion about the manga actually <laughs> and then another discussion <laughs> about the anime yeah all right seriously thank you all for listening <laughs> <laughs> bye bye
back at Shigeru's house, Toru has made herself some tea and is enjoying the porch. Enjoying it on the porch. She- <laughs> what? Is the, enjoying the porch. Yeah, I know. I was like, that sounds weird, but she kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I mean everything I say. What the hell? <laughs> back at Shigeru's house.